All right, hello and welcome back to another episode of Just a Girl from Cleveland. This is episode 104, and we are down to one football game left this season. It's almost over, which is a really hard place to be. Like, you know, when you're in the day-to-day of the football season, I feel like it can get to be a lot at certain points. You're like, oh my God, it's already Thursday. We have another game again to watch uh, when it's, you know, week 12 and you're really barreling through the season. Uh, But then when it gets to the end, you just picture the next few months of your life without football. And it's not pretty. I, I don't like not having football. Like, of course, I'm still excited to watch the rest of the Cavs season and the Guardians play, but there's really nothing that compares to the energy of football season, and I'm going to be very sad when it's over. Um, But it is what it is. It has to end at some point, so (laughs) we have to deal with it. Um, But I have a couple different things to talk about today. want to get into a bunch of Cavs stuff, um, and then we'll talk about Tom Brady announcing his retirement Uh, the two conference championship games and just some general thoughts on those and stories that have come from that. And then a couple thoughts on the Super Bowl. We probably won't get into it too much because I'll probably do a deeper dive into that next week. That week between is always weird because it's like a precursor for what the offseason looks like. Like, all right, guys, this is what you're going to have to deal with after next week. No football. Get used to it. Um, And yeah, we'll just wrap up with that. Okay, so, oh, first thing I wanted to say is happy National Girls and Women in Sports Day. Go women. (laughs) Um, I'm wearing my Women in Sports hoodie today, which is great. Um, One of my favorite ones. I pretty much live in hoodies and crewnecks all the time, so this one is a staple in my wardrobe. Just shout out to all the awesome women in any sport that are just working in sports in general. I, you know, I'm not someone who works in sports full time. I, you know, have all of my side gigs, but, uh, I really respect the women who are in the industry because I think it, uh, it takes a lot to deal with and be in that world as a woman. Like there's plenty of benefits, but there's also a lot of downsides to it. Um, and things that you kind of have to go through. So just shout out to all the women, powering through, making sports great, um, sharing it with the rest of the world. We we all appreciate you. Um, okay, so let's get into some Cavs talk first. Um, I don't know if anyone saw on, uh, I think it was Lamar Stevens' Instagram story, but he was posting the classic videos of the team. Um, it's usually Isaac in the hot tub singing to some like emotional song. This time it was Thinking Out Loud, Ed Sheeran fantastic song choice first of all like great song choice um the other day was take me to church which um like tmz posted an article about isaac singing it in the hot tub i was just like what is happening here um but this one lamar posted usually it's donovan recording but this one was lamar and they're just all having a good time dean wade's in there jared's in there donovan's in there and i just love the camaraderie of this team like i genuinely feel like they love each other so much and i think that's really cool um and i i look forward to those videos like they are my favorite things it's so funny to see them um interact like that together and uh you know they're all like really young and around the same age and obviously we talk about that from a a basketball on the court you know sense but it also matters for their their personal lives and their friendships being able to all hang out and relate to each other like sometimes i forget jared allen's like 25 or 24 or something like they're they're like all really really young 
Um, so I just think it's cool that they've formed this really awesome bond together and hopefully that builds for years to come. Um, so there's been, you know, a lot happening with the Cavs lately in terms of the ups and the downs. Uh, since the start of January to the end of January, the team was 500. We were eight and eight. I feel like it felt worse than that in certain moments because the losses end up carrying so much more weight in your mind than the wins do, but we were pretty much winning every other game. Um, and we were winning some that we weren't supposed to win, but we were losing some that we were supposed to win. So it was a bit of a frustrating pattern at times. Um, in the last few games we've had, the Rockets on the road, who are the worst team in the West, and we crushed them, beat them soundly, needed a game like that where you just go in there and beat a team that you are way more talented than. Um, and we did that, and that was great. Then after that, we lose to Oklahoma City by 12 points. That was a little bit rough. Of course, it was on the road, which makes it harder, but um, definitely one that you wanted to win. Then at home, we beat the Clippers, um, who were kind of playing their B team. A lot of their starters were out. We crushed them, rolled over them, beat them 122 to 99. Um, and even when you rest a lot of your starters, you still have to get those wins. We saw what happened against the Warriors a few weeks ago when we played their B team and came out so slow and so flat, and we let them walk all over us. So that was a great win. And then we lose in heartbreaking fashion to Miami 100 to 97. Um, and that that one really hurt because I feel like we actually played a decent game. I think. Look, some nights your shots just aren't falling, and that was one of those nights for the Cavs. Shots weren't falling, but I felt like they were taking good shots still. It's not like they were taking horrible shots. They just weren't hitting them. Um, so it was it was a tough, tough loss, especially by three there, to a team that is really coming close right behind you um, in the Eastern Conference. So it, it was tough. Um, next up, we have the Grizzlies at home, which is going to be a really, really good game. We played them tight on the road. Um, and I think we didn't have Donovan in that game. So, uh, having Donovan back at home, I'm really interested to see what we're able to do in that matchup. Uh, and then we have like a couple easier games. We've got Indiana, we've got Washington, we've got the Pistons. So this is when you want to start ac accumulating some wins against teams that you really should be beating, um, especially as we get closer to the all-star break here. If we could go on just like a little bit of a run before the all-star break, rest up, get healthier, and then come out firing afterwards. I think that would be uh, great. Look, January is a weird month for teams sometimes because we were a team that started off really strong, stronger than anyone in the league, quite frankly. Uh, and then we've gone through some lulls. We had some moments where we were playing incredible basketball and then some times where that wasn't happening and we'd go on a short losing streak. So um, January is weird because it's like, you're just, I don't know, you're just trying to get through the season at that point. Like you're not close to the beginning or the end. You're just smack dab in the middle. Um, so it it's like a weird time in general to power through. Um, so I'm hoping that, you know, with the all-star break coming up, that that kind of affects the mentality of the team and what they're doing. Um, but in general, definitely a struggle uh, with some of the, the games lately. So some good things that I've seen, though, I think um, – I really like the way Isaac has been playing lately. I'm just, in general, proud of how he's improved his offensive game. When Isaac is in the starting lineup in the last 15 games since he really took over, like they were they were trying Lamar. I feel like they tried Kara some. They were doing different things. But since they've really gone forward with Isaac as the starter, 
that starting group, when you have the five of them on the court, has a net rating of plus 20.5. So it's working. Like, they're playing well. Um, I think our bigger issue is when you put Donovan on the bench for five minutes, all of a sudden that other team comes right back in because we just lose our offensive firepower. Um, and it's it's a struggle. Or if uh, Donovan's having an off night, Darius is having an off night, those things um, are causing us issues. Uh, but I do think in general I'm, I'm enjoying what that starting group is giving to us with Isaac out there. I think he's made a lot of improvements, which is really good. Um, the other thing that's interesting was uh, last game against Miami – Kevin Love didn't play at all. And this came after a couple games where he was resting and was out for like back soreness, I think it was. And this game, he was going to be available, but he just did not get any minutes at all. And I thought that was interesting just because I know we've all had a lot of conversations about Kevin Love probably getting too many minutes recently. Uh, And I, I would agree with that. I think he has gotten too many minutes because he has his injured finger or whatever. It's affected his shot greatly. He doesn't offer a lot on the court otherwise uh, if his shot isn't falling. So that's been a little bit of a struggle. And I was interested to see that JB made the decision to move forward with him not getting any minutes at all. And I think he only played nine guys in the game against the Heat. Um, And I think we're going to start to see more of that. Like when Ricky first came back, they were playing like 12 guys in any given game, which is a lot. Like that is a lot of guys to put out on the court in one game. I think that moving forward, you can't play that many guys and you shouldn't because when you get to the playoffs, you're probably playing like eight guys maybe in any given game. It's just kind of how it goes. Like your starters are going to be out there the majority of the time. You're giving it your all in that moment. So um, I, uh, I, I'm good with the no Kevin Love minutes, maybe dependent on the matchup. Um, and we'll see if that continues as a choice that JB is making moving forward. I'm not sure if that's going to be the case or if it was just happened to be that he didn't play at all in that game. Um, but I think they're going to start figuring out what they want their play- playoff lineups to look like uh, and who's going to be a part of that. Um, so yeah, like I said, we have some easier games coming up, but, um, hopefully we can get some more wins on the board. I don't think things are as bad as people make it seem with the Cavs. Like, I just think, I don't know, people set their expectations so high when we made the Donovan Mitchell trade that they just forgot to look at the rest of the Eastern Conference and how good the rest of the Eastern Conference is and how hard this was always going to be. So I'm just trying to enjoy the, the ebbs and flows when we have a great game and a win, try to enjoy it. Don't be like, oh, thank God we should have done it. Like, no, enjoy the moment. Wins are great and you should be excited about it. So that's all I have to say about the Cavs. All right, getting to some NFL stuff. So Tom Brady retired again. Um, I think I believe it, to be honest, this time. At first I was like, hmm, is he really going to retire is like I, I really thought he was going to stay and play another year and maybe go to another team, 49ers. I don't know where he was going to go, but I thought he was probably going to stay around. I was a little shocked to hear it, but I genuinely don't think he would make like this video and do it all again, especially so quickly after um, the season. Like we haven't even gotten to the Super Bowl yet, and he's already made that decision. Like he didn't lose his playoff game that long ago. Um, So I thought he would sit on it a little bit longer, but he made it pretty quickly, which means I think he's been thinking about it for a while in the season. Obviously, he's had all of his family issues too, so I'm sure that has played a role in um, how he's looking at everything. But 
yeah, the goat is is done. And, um, you know, it was funny. I uh, I went to the Buccaneers-Browns game this year where we beat we beat Tom Brady. Uh, Jacoby Brissett had that awesome quote at the end, uh, quoting Tom Brady. David Njoku had the amazing catch. Like, it was an awesome, awesome game. And that was the only time I've ever seen Tom Brady play in person. So I'm glad I got that in before his career is done so I can be like, yep, I, I saw Tom Brady play. I saw him play live, you know. It's a good thing you can tell your grandkids someday. So um, that was uh, pretty cool to have. I, there's not much else to say because I feel like everyone kind of went through all of the emotions and the conversations last year when he retired uh, and then unretired. So I feel like everyone's kind of like, just go back to what I said last year, but like, congrats, happy for you. Um, so interesting things continuing to happen. We've had a lot of coaching things recently happen. Uh, Sean Payton is officially going to be uh, the coach of the Denver Broncos. I have no idea how that's going to go. Quite frankly, I'm not sure if coaching can even fix what is going on there and what has been going on in the past year. Like, I don't know if Russell Wilson maybe just isn't the same guy that he used to be, but I have uh, some doubts and some concerns that maybe putting in uh, a good coach isn't going to isn't gonna cut it for that team. Look, if anyone's going to be able to do it, it's going to be a Sean Payton who worked with Drew Brees who kind of at this point of Russell Wilson's career has like a similar makeup and skill set of what they can do. And I feel like if anyone's going to get the most out of him, it's going to be Sean Payton. So I think in that sense, it could be interesting, but I just don't know. I don't know if I would ever want to give up a first round pick for a coach. Like in my mind, it just, I don't know if that feels worth it to me when you just know how valuable a first round draft pick can be. I guess in the sense of the Broncos, it is a very late um, draft pick. I think I saw somewhere it was like 20, it was like 26 or something right around there. So pretty late in the first round, but still in general, it's it's a crazy idea to think about giving up a first round pick for a coach, someone that's not actually going to be playing on the field. But I guess uh, Sean Payton has earned that credibility. Uh, okay, so let's talk about the conference championship games because I have some thoughts about these. So we'll start with the Eagles 49ers because I always care a lot less about the NFC games and have a lot less to say about them. But um, it was kind of a bad game in general too. I, I really felt for Brock Purdy. It looks like he's going to be out for a year now and is going to be getting, I think they said Tommy John surgery. Like it's his injury was pretty major. The fact that he even went back out there on the field is wild. Um, and I just feel for him because I think he he felt bad that he, you know, that that happened and he couldn't do it for those guys. But honestly, I think either way, the Eagles were going to win that game. Like, it just felt like the Eagles were the better team at that point. The 49ers have been through a lot. And the fact that they even made it to the NFC Championship was a huge accomplishment and is very impressive. So they have nothing to be ashamed of because um, they're a really talented team. It's funny, though, I've been seeing since that game plenty of fire Shanahan content. That is the most absurd thing I've ever seen in my life. Like this, reading that makes me want to never believe another person or trust anyone who makes a fire the coach comment again because he's, in my mind, the best coach in the NFL. What he has been able to do with that team and just have it work no matter who's in at quarterback for the most part. Like, obviously, they struggled in this one because they were down to their fourth string quarterback. That's going to be hard for any team to do. Um, but he's been able to make Brock Purdy look great. And 
honestly, even like Jimmy G's not an incredible quarterback. Trey Lance, like he's made this team win and brought them to an NFC championship because of how he's been able to make this offense work. So the fact that there's any 49ers fan saying that is so insane to me. Um, and man, you just, that's just not the reality of the situation. Like they lost that game because they went down to their fourth string quarterback. That's why they lost that game. They didn't lose their game because of Kyle Shanahan. Like I don't know why we're even having this conversation. So um, that was silly to me, but I do think the Eagles, the Eagles defense was incredible. I'm so interested to see how they look against the Chiefs offense. Um, I think it's going to be a really good matchup. Like the Eagles offense didn't even have to do anything in that game because it was just like the defense continuing to make plays um, that the offense didn't really have to show off too much. And they really haven't had to do that at all in the playoffs. They had the bye. They didn't really have to do anything against the Giants. Uh, and then now against the 49ers. So the, the Super Bowl is going to be a really big test for them, I think. And I'm interested to see what they look like. Okay, Chiefs Bengals. I was so happy the Chiefs won, to be honest. I am so tired of the Bengals. I am tired of Bengals fans. I just, I couldn't take it anymore. I was done. I was over it. They were talking so much the week leading up to it. They had the Burrowhead comments. They had the mayor coming out and saying, oh, we should do a DNA test on uh, Joe Burrow to see if he is Patrick Mahomes' father. Like, what are we doing in here? It it just, it was so over the top that it was like, you're you're about to learn a quick lesson on uh, the consequences of talking a little bit too much uh, before the game has actually happened. Um, And just like, I know they were doing that because the Bengals have beat the Chiefs, like, I think it was three times, uh, like, Burrow has always beaten Mahomes. That is a very small sample size, and they only beat them one time in Arrowhead. So, like, it was it was like bound to happen that Patrick Mahomes was going to be able to get it done and win that game in Arrowhead. Arrowhead's a hard place to play, and I give the Bengals props that they've done it before. That doesn't mean you're just like on some crazy streak that you're going to do it forever. Um, so yeah, I was just happy to be honest for <laughs> for the Bengals to be done, and that fact that we could say that they didn't make it as far as they did last year really holding on to that one. That's been really fun to talk about. But this isn't this game. It was interesting too because. It created a lot lot of conversations about the refs. So there were some like weird calls in the game. Um, There was the like third down that they like completely restarted the play because nobody saw the one ref running over who had to reset the clock. It was it was just a strange moment um, and something that definitely shouldn't happen. But, um, you know, no one saw the ref. So it is what it is. Uh, And then there was the the late hit on Patrick Mahomes when he was two feet on the white on the sideline um, while he was running out of bounds with I don't even know how many seconds left in the game. Um, And he got hit by the Bengals defender pretty hard. And it was very clearly a late hit. Like, couldn't have been more obvious. And that penalty gave the Chiefs 15 yards, and they were able to be closer for a field goal. And that is how they ended up having Butker kick the field goal and win the game in that moment. So uh, the penalty was obviously pretty important. Um, And I saw, you know, Bengals fans getting mad about it because of, you know, other calls in the game that they didn't agree with. But it's like, if you, you as the ref, even if you messed up other calls in the game, when you see that blatant hit happen in that moment, you have to call it. You can't be like, well, in the first quarter, I think I might have messed up this one. So I'm not going to call this one. Like, you can't do that when it's 
so blatantly obvious. Like, this wasn't like a half holding call, which is a whole nother thing because people, like, don't understand holding in every way and think every single thing is holding. And I, Bengals fans have been crying about holding. Um, but it, it's not, this was a very clear penalty and something you need to call because that's just how the game works. Like, you, you as a ref call those late hits. Uh, and it was a quarterback who was very clearly far out of bounds. Um, and look, I felt bad for the guy on the Bengals. Like he was clearly broken up about it. It was not his fault that they lost that game. Like, of course he should not have done that, but the Bengals had multiple opportunities, uh, to get a score. Joe Burrow threw an interception. Joe Burrow took a sack. Like they had chances to win that game and they didn't. Um, so at the end of the day, you can't just focus on the refs. You do need to think about, uh, the moments that you had opportunities to make something happen and you weren't able to do it. I think my other thought from this game is that we just have to, as a general NFL community, never doubt Patrick Mahomes again. Like going into this season, I remember, you know, I listen to every podcast and I watch, you know, all the different sports talk shows and like so many people were picking the Chargers to win their division this year. And it's just so funny because I feel like everyone wanted to say that because it was kind of the different and out-of-the-box decision, and it's just boring, and it gets old to pick the Chiefs every single year. But, like, just pick them. I I picked the Chargers. I said it last week. I picked the Chargers to win the division. I feel like I was trying to be like, I don't know, are the Chiefs going to be able to do this again? They don't have Tyreek Hill anymore. Are they going to be able to reload and have enough? Of course they are. It's Patrick Mahomes. When you have Patrick Mahomes, you can do anything, literally anything. Uh, so it was, it's just kind of funny uh, looking back at it now because I'm like, why do we do this stuff? Why do we have to pretend like Patrick Mahomes isn't one of the greatest talents we've ever seen? He's going to make it happen and he was going to win the division and he was probably going to get to the Super Bowl. And um, that's how it worked. And the reason that you pay someone like Patrick Mahomes is because you know that he will make other guys look like stars. Like they their entire like offensive system was wrecked in this game because every receiver was getting hurt. Even coming into the game, Travis Kelsey was questionable with back spasms. Like it was going to be rough and Patrick Mahomes can make everyone look good. Like he doesn't even need a star receiver. Um, He's going to make other guys be great because of the way he's able to extend plays and make things happen. Uh, That's just how he does it. So Super fun to watch. I I really enjoyed that game. 23-20, so it was a lot closer than the other one. Um, and as we go into the offseason, I'm just interested to see what the Bengals are going to become. They've started talking about signing Joe Burrow to an extension, which is obviously the number one thing you need to do. That should be your top priority is figuring out how do we keep Joe Burrow around here for as long as possible. The Cincinnati Bengals do not have a lot of money. That is what like that's known across the board uh they just don't have a lot of money uh especially money that they can just you know throw it immediately guaranteed um and i'm just interested to see how they're going to build this team going forward once they pay joe burrow because that's when that's when you have to do things like the chiefs where you're like "Eh, sorry we can't pay tyreek hill it's just not going to be possible anymore so we're gonna you know pay all these other middle tier receivers but we know because we have Patrick Mahomes it's going to be fine that's what the Bengals are going to have to do um and you just have to hit on those things you have to hit on those draft picks you have to hit on those small free agency signings that you're making and that's how you continue to have sustained success um and they're going to need to do that i'm just interested to see if they will how they will 
um, especially with the limited amount of money that they have, it does change things. I know, I feel like Bengals fans are like, all these players are going to want to stay at a discount. I remember thinking that with the Browns after 2020, I was like, everyone's going to want to stay forever at a discount because they're going to want to play in Cleveland. These guys want to go get their bag. Like they want to go make their money too. If they think they're the best receiver or the best running back or the best offensive lineman in the league, they're going to want to go find a place to get that. Even if they love playing with Patrick Mahomes or they love playing in Kansas City or they love playing in Cincinnati or with Joe Burrow, like it doesn't matter. Um, That's one part of the equation that um, maybe does factor into the decision where they're like, oh, I would like to stay here. Um, but money, of course, is another part of it and the respect that they're getting from that or even just opportunity. Maybe they feel like they have more opportunity to shine somewhere else in a different way than what they're doing. So uh, I hate to ba- break it to Bengals fans, but everyone will not be staying. It's just uh, not how it's going to happen. Um, okay, so we have the Super Bowl coming up here then. I don't know who to pick in this game. I'm really struggling because obviously Mahomes is still injured, but he really didn't show it that much in that game. Like he was playing more in the pocket, um, kind of less Mahomes-ish, but he still did it in an incredible fashion. Um, so it's hard for me to doubt him. Uh, but I I am worried about the state of the offensive weapons that they have because I know Juju got hurt, like everyone got hurt in that game, and I don't know who's going to be okay and and good enough to play in the Super Bowl. I'm sure a lot of them are going to push through, Um, so I'm interested to see who's all going to be ready, and we'll see what happens there, Uh, but it's going to be a tough matchup against that Philadelphia defense that, like I said, in the NFC Championship looked so incredible. Um, I think it's going to be a fun game. I don't know. I don't want to doubt Patrick Mahomes, so I think I'm going to have to pick the Chiefs, but... It wouldn't surprise me if if the Eagles won. And I genuinely think we have the two best teams in the Super Bowl, which makes me happy. I think sometimes we don't get that. Um, and I think the two best teams made it all the way through and won to get to this point. So that feels pretty good. Um, yeah, and we've got we've got one game of football left here. It's it's sad, it's unfortunate, but um, you know, then we'll get to speculate for months on everything the Browns are gonna do. So, you know, that's our I think I said this last time, but that's our Super Bowl <laughs> is uh, the speculation for like four months. So we'll do that. Um, I'm also going to start digging into draft prospects. I think I said that last time, but I haven't done it yet. You know, it's hard when the Cavs are still playing. You've got other football games still happening. So I haven't really got to get into it too much yet, but um, we'll get into some draft prospects and start giving my thoughts. I've started getting familiar with some of them, but we'll get in deep a little bit more. Uh, especially once the Super Bowl is over. And uh, we'll continue to talk Cavs as the season goes on. Okay, so that is all I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening. If you could leave a rating, review, share with a friend, all of that good stuff, I would very much appreciate it. Um, As always, go Cavs, go Browns. Until next time.